Diamante. Durante with a free header. And the honour of Western United's first A-League goal goes to a familiar face. Bessart, Borussia. It's Connor Payne on the left. Alessandro Diamante, the ball on a string. And... Oh, Diamante! The Western service crew are celebrating. Damn right, the Western service crew was celebrating. Welcome back to All Out West for the last time for West United's third season in the A-League. And what a, um, an amazing way to cap it off with bringing home the West's first trophy, the coveted toilet seat. Sorry for the delay in making this episode. A lot of us got a few things going on post the, the game. I, I had the plague, so it's great to be able to breathe again. Um, so this week you were joined by Kelsey, Lebby and Jay. How's it going, guys? Good. Good to be champions. What better way to celebrate the grand final than with beer and pizza? Cheers, fellas. We did it. We fucking did it. Yep. Yeah. What a great first half. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. it's going to be amazing. It's just just what an experience. We're going to get into that a bit more, a bit further. So I'm going to start with something not on the run sheet, which is a patented Wallace trick in this podcast, which is, so we won the E-League. Does this mean we did the double? Well, or, I'd, say it gives more, I'd say it gives us more trophies uh, in total than Victory and City this year. But... <laughs> That also makes all four trophies coming home to Victorian clubs. So, yeah, we've yeah, yeah we've done it. What Did else can we really? Ever... It, it still it still doesn't feel real. Did no, it eventuate with the club champ- championship this year? Uh, I believe um City won it. You talk about that one where they count both the A League men and A League women's trophy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure City won it by a fair margin. I don't think it was even close. Yeah, we, yeah, we were ineligible because we don't have a women's team, but as of next season, that will all be changing. Yeah. I just you know those things that was like they they drummed up during the season and promotional material, but you never really heard a lot from after that. Um yeah. Just sorry, just a bit of a question there. I a big fan we won that as well. We've got an amazing E League team. Now, do you guys want to get into the game review? Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do. Yeah, sick. Do you want me to do it or are you going to do it? We did discuss it. That you were we did do discuss it, but because it, oh, it's a shorter one, I wasn't sure. All right. On Saturday, the 28th of May at Amy Park, uh, an intern Australia was painted green and black in front of 22,495 people. John Aloisi had sharpened the pencil in his game plan and starting 11 and within two minutes, a corner deflect that comes off Alexander Priovic and then was then deflected off City's Nuno Reese to open the scoring. Prio, he, he would then play like a man possessed. The big, the big game player himself sealed us a win in the 31st minute after a deflection off a City defender and popped it past Glover. Um, this helped seal the uh, result with West United spending much of the second half game defending and, could, and City could not uh, buy themselves a goal past our defenders. Uh, Prio would be awarded the uh, Joe Marston medal. And uh, despite dominating with 63% uh, possession, City could not break us down. All players did extremely well and brought the toilet seat to the West. Um, we have all watched the game technically, so I won't beat a dead horse about the details. Let's move on to experiences. What was your game day experience like? I'll throw to Levy first. So, so the one word that comes to mind is tears, because <laughs> not only myself, but pretty much everyone else around me that I could see was crying before the game, during the game, and after the game. It was just such a, it was such a passionate day, regardless of whether we won or lost. The fact that we made the big dance in in our third ever season was already an achievement and already a massive achievement within itself. So. When we, uh, before the game, everyone was ecstatic to even just be there in the first place. And the atmosphere was amazing. The camaraderie was amazing. And then just as the day and the night grew, everybody got more and more, yeah, in tears, I'd say. But it, it was just 
the passion of the players, the passion of all the fans, the coaches, everybody involved with the club. It was something amazing, and it's it's a night that I'll never forget. It was, it was just, yeah, it, it's still sending shivers down my spine as I think about it. How was your uh, pre-game and post-game? Uh, the, pre-ga- the pre-game was actually fantastic. Got into the Richmond Club Hotel. Quick shout-out to them because they've been fantastic all season. Uh, and the turnout was fantastic. Uh, everybody was there chanting on point, uh, getting ready for the big game, getting ready to support the boys as much as they could. Uh, so, look, amazing. The post game was actually a little bit disappointing because I know a few people went and partied with the players in the club afterwards, but everyone Nick. was so everyone was so physically and mentally and emotionally drained that I think pretty much it, everyone actually just headed home afterwards because it was such a big day. It was such a big night. Mm. It, it really what about was, you, Jay? How was yours? Uh, yeah, I think. Um... Full of uh, tears, beers, and cheers. We got on it pretty early, you know. By the time we got in the city, I, I mean, we started priest two hours before we jumped on the train, and we jumped on the train to go to the city at twelve. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it was a very big day. Um, we're at the pub for a fair while, and I'd say the overall vibe was one of uh, confidence and anticipation. I think a lot of us thought we were going to win that. Uh, that grand final at the pub, and it really showed. Uh, everyone was in fantastic spirits uh, before the game. Um, the march was probably the most unbelievable march I think we've ever had. I, I reckon at least 200 people at that march, probably almost definitely more. It's sort of hard to grasp. Um, and, yeah, coming into the stadium, it all started to really sink in, even though it was a bit of a bit of a hassle getting in. Um uh, yeah, so, like, yeah, we missed. Unfortunately, we missed TK Miser perform the A League um, theme before, but um, you know that's that's considering how the day went. I think I'll let that one slide. Um, yeah, it was just uh, going into the game, lots of anticipation and readiness, and um, just keen to keen to get into it and I suppose so were Western United with that start. Yeah. I might jump into my day. Kelsey and I went in early oh, and then, yep. just before we jump in, I just want to ask them, did you catch the Champions League final after it? Oh didn't even make Honestly, it. Honestly did not I got nowhere it. near it. And we're and we're glad like big glad. Well, I was gonna say good result, but just thought Hang I'd on. ask. Might might do that then in that sort of case, but <laughs> but, but yeah, honestly, as I said before, that physically, mentally, and emotionally draining. That no, I personally, and I know a lot of the other Liverpool fans in, and even Real Madrid fans in the service group did not even, not just go out for the final, but couldn't even stay up for the final. It was just such a big day, and at the end of the day, let's just forget that happened. Yeah, I think it came to about 11 o'clock. Um, Caleb and I were still in the city, and I turned around to Caleb and said, look, man, I'm going to go home. If I watch this Champions League final, I wanna, I'm going to want to hop into bed straight after it. Um, and then Caleb was like, oh, no, I'm going to go to the Imperial. And then I think Caleb didn't even make it to the Imperial, and you went home as well. So um, I, was, I was in the yeah. city, and I just turned around. And I'm like, nah, I reckon it's bedtime. I reckon it's bedtime. <laughs> and I literally, I set an alarm and slept through it, woke up in the 70th minute and watched the rest of the game begrudgingly. But, um, uh, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a massive, massive day, massive season. And I think we we're all yeah, just a bit, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the heights and the emotion you feel really drains it out of you. So yeah, had we lost, we probably would have partied on into the night, to be completely honest, just to pick ourselves up a bit. But we just sort of expended all our energy um, supporting the boys mass- and enjoying the game. I'll just say it was a massive season for a massive team. We're massive now. <laughs> that is correct. Mm-hmm. All right, Wallace, where does yours start? So mine was a – Kelsey and I had a good day. We started um, a new tradition for us, which is starting at the Belgian Beer Cafe. Uh, we had a bunch of the uh, Abbey beers brewed by Trappist Monks. 
which is uh, quite expensive, but a good time and hits you. It's a punch in the face. Great food there as well. Um, we made it to the Richmond Club Hotel a little bit later than ever, a little bit later, I think around three-ish, three-ish, four. Yeah, three, three thirty, something like that. And um, just getting there, there was a big group of people and there was a real, like, as you were saying, there's a real positive vibe about the group. The fans were excited, ecstatic. It was really nice. And I think it's the the working class mentality of the Western, our fans, is that we can do this. You know what I mean? And I re- it was a really good day catching up with a lot of, a lot of people I haven't seen in years. I'm talking some day one fans who maybe haven't been able to get to games. It was great to see a number of people. I was talking to Patty and he showed me God's hate, this uh, Brody King from, um, AEW's band, which is sick. It's like Entombed, but with breakdowns. It was amazing. But it was just a great day. We have such a fun community of fans. And it's it's just an amazing thing to be around to see it develop. And this was the culmination of that, in my opinion. So we got there. We had some beers. Um, Garzi was there taking photos. That they're working on the doco. It was it's it was just ecstatic to be around. And of course we're on the beer. So we're, we're quite having a great time. And that March, as you said, Jay, that was an amazing turnout. Not to mention, we actually necessitated the police for once to block off traffic. Like we were on well, the road. The, the, funny part was, no, the funny part was we weren't on the road at all until we realized, hang on, the police are halfway out onto the road. We can just all go out onto the road up to where the police are. So because of that, Everyone just started jumping on the road. <laughs> oh, that was intense. We were actually, that, uh, honestly, like, well, well behaved, rowdy, yet somehow well behaved. And that's what we want. Yeah, it was just a, it was just an amazing day. There was issues getting into the stadium. Obviously, I just don't think they were prepared for the turnout. To be honest, no. and I think that was uh, echoed in the facilities as well. In the 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 beer, like the amenities and everything like nothing was really prepared for the crowd yeah i I found um that the amenities sort of dealt didn't really deal with that first uh rush of people like Mm. uh before the game but as the game after the game started and like half time they seemed like a bit more well prepared i ran down and grabbed a beer halfway through the first half and um they definitely seemed like they were on top of things a little more so maybe it's just uh didn't expect that rush for an hour or so, but um, they got it done in the end. And usually I'm not a big fan of Amy Park's um, amenities, uh, but they, they did. I think they did pretty well to handle it in the end. See, that's yeah. the one time I actually didn't notice it because we scored so early. I got two drinks knocked out of my hand at the start and I said, <laughs> I don't want to miss any more of this game. So I didn't even go and use the facilities afterwards. So, yeah. The one time I can't have a say on that, really. <laughs> well, Kel- speaking of that, Kelsey, um, well, I've obviously recounted a lot of our uh, our early trip into the game. Before we go into mine, would you like to at least experience how you experienced the first half first, and then maybe I'll, I'll take over? Okay, so it was a really fun first half. We were deep in active. There was hugs. There was yelling. It was just, It was our best turnout to a game ever. That end was just green and black. It was freaking amazing to see. Like, we were all in the early service crew meetups. You know what I mean? Like, we all saw when it was, like, five people. Like, to see the things we've helped be a part of and the community grow is so amazing. Seeing people, again, just everyone going off, having those amazing moments when that first goal went in and we are like just ecstatic, I don't know. I don't have another word. I'm going to have to pull out a thesaurus here. Like I'll do it if needed. I'll bring it up in a web browser. But Can I jump in and say one thing about that? Yeah, there was actually yeah. a point where I actually stood back and went back a few rows and to the side a little bit and just kind of watched the service crew for a little bit. And it, as, as we brought up before, lots of tears to the eye. But that was one of the things that brought the most tears to my eyes just to see where we came from three, three and a half years, three years ago and seeing what we were back then, back at George Cross, that first game, those first few games and looking at what it was. And it's just, it was like, this is what we've become. This is what the club's become. And this is what hard work, not just, and it's not just 
all out west people it's not just the original service crew but everybody that's put their work together and put their effort into the club it's what we've become and that that brought multiple tears to my eyes just to stand back and look at them and say we've we've done this we've done this all together mm. we've done this as a group we've we all share the one similar goal we all share the same passion and this is what football not just our club but this is what football can become in this country 100%. And that's what I was talking about, the mm. community we've built. It is all the fandom or whatever verbiage you like. It is amazing the community that we've like just been created around this football club. It's just it's just insane. I think, Kelsey, you should jump in because you had – let's – let's. All right, I'll rewind it back a little bit just for part of the experience. So, yeah, as you said, we went to Belgium Beer Cafe – we get to the pub, having a great time. I just want to highlight, Tom, you know there, we're hanging out with you. We see Nick, the missing uh, member of the pod, you know, hanging out with him. I'm also hanging out with Noel, my nephew. Like, huh? He was in the crew for once. I couldn't believe it. He was. He had the he, time he, of his life. He loved yeah. it. He was loving life. You know, I'm enjoying things anyway. The only negative I want to talk about at pre-game pub was um, I'm doing the walk around. You see people, someone's like, Hey, come meet this guy. They're like, oh, this is Kelsey. He's one of the people on the podcast. He's like, great show. And then what I can only assume was a snowman cosplayer by his shape and the way he wanted to mock me afterwards. Goes, aren't you one of those Liverpool fans? To which I'm like, no, because I could see where this was going. And he wanted to give me shit for being a Liverpool. I'm like, no, no, mate. I'm an Arsenal fan. And he's like, so then he starts crapping on about Chelsea and how Chelsea are a bigger club because they've won Champions League. By your own argument, Nottingham Forest are as big. I don't know what your point was. It was about celebrating Western United. Not that. Just so, an idea. I can't believe you remember more of this conversation with this dude than the second half. Sorry, man. Yeah, back to recollections of conversations on that day. I can really only remember one that comes to mind. And it was when um, well, I met up with you guys after you were at the, uh, at the uh, Trappers. The bar. And, um, and well, Andrew came up to me, well, Wallace came up to me and said, mate, I am fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you were just crabbing on about about your beers. And I'm, and I'm just like, oh, that sounds cool, man, but I'm going to enjoy the beers yeah. right here, right now. And you were just like, hell yeah, dude. And then kept on keeping on. That was great. I don't I know if see you remember that, Wallace. I just side walking away at the same time. Like, I'm just, like, <laughs> just want to get to my beers. Um, Honestly, there were a lot of people. There were a couple of people I was trying to get away from, just chatting my year off, Western and non-Western fans. So, uh, I, I did apologies. use you guys to sort of subtly sneak away. <laughs> no, no, apologies. don't apologise. It's the passion. It's the passion we want to see, and it's like the excitement of the day. Because I know for a fact I chatted some people's ears off as well. Um, then so. Yeah, going on for that. Had a great time. The rest of the pub, fantastic atmosphere, loud, fun, vibrant. You know, you could feel the excitement and the buzz. The walk was easily the best march we've done. Easily, not even close. You know, all having a great time. Obviously, we had the ticket issues getting in, but we all get in. Um, first half's off to a cracker. You know, we're in the middle of the crew, you know, jumping, chanting. You see the first goal, like you just feel ecstatic. Like who would have thought we'd score that quickly in the A League Grand Final to go up? Quick, I mean, A-League honestly, in the Grand Final as well, mind you. Exactly, you know, first, first real, uh, you know, set piece, first real play, and we've scored. You know, rest of the that first half, you know, I felt we were probably on top. It was a bit of a fifty, but I felt like we were more on top. And then Priovic slots that. Moments after Priovic slots it. I start to have my own profusely sweating moment and I start to feel hot. Wallace also had given me a random scarf he found, put it on me. I've still got the scarf. I say to him, I've got a big day. I've got, a a, big day. I've got to walk out for a minute. I walk out. All of a sudden, I feel really cold, like ice cold. Go to lean on a barricade. Next thing I remember is the sound of my head bouncing off the concrete. I have to say, the concrete at any park, really solid stuff. <laughs> Wake up, there's like five people around me who are all really nice. I, I don't know if they're cleaning staff, Janet, like security, what I don't know who they were. They walk me into the infirmary, they get me to call Wallace, and from there, the only thing I remember is us lifting the toilet seat. That's all you need to remember, honestly. 
that's it. Nothing, nothing for the next two days. Nothing. I know oh, I've wow. had past the How are you feeling test. now, man? Yeah, really good. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know how I passed that concussion test, though. Yeah, that I, I can't believe they gave like when they said you passed the concussion test. I'm like, cool, we just we've had a few beers. It's been a big day. We'll go back and have some fun. And you were like, your eyes were not meeting mine, man, when we're talking. And so I sat you down with my um sister in law and your nephew, and yeah, and you sat with them for the second half, and I jumped back in the crew, and yeah, you were not good, man. I. Yeah, I know there's a photo of me and like Noah together, and I just don't even look like I'm looking at the camera. I'm the one taking the photo. Like you look like you needed an exorcism. Oh, wow. Like that's you were you're done. Like calling your wife to explain what happened was like a very awkward conversation. Um, and I'm thankful she still likes me and cooked me an amazing dinner last Saturday. Shout out Chloe. Uh, but yeah, amazing day. So let's talk about lifting the cup. How insane was it that moment? Like, side note, remember, like I think it was in the seventieth minute, we were singing, "We were cha- we are champions," and then Garuccio's like, "No, dudes, shut the shut up." <laughs> yeah, me and him both. People are telling me Scotty Scotty McInnes is running up to me in like the sixty eighth minute, going, "We're we're champions. We're gonna win the league." I'm like. Man, did you not see like two weeks ago when um, City thought they were going to make it through the Champions League final? Then Real scored two goals in two minutes. I'm like, dude, that's this is football. That's not how it works. Uh, I was somewhat convinced we were going to win when the referee blew the final whistle. That's when the <laughs> relief sort of <laughs> come flowing down for me. Well, there's probably about 90 seconds before that when all the um. When all the coaching staff and players and Jason and and all the families that helped support the club from the get go came down to the touchline with us, um, that's when I realised, oh shit, you know we're going to get it done here. But um, oof, very nervy. Uh, like we didn't come really close to conceding. There were a couple of half chances and semi decent chances, but like uh, still, you never know. It's just one or two moments of brilliance that could swing a game, but ultimately it didn't. And unreal, unreal to see um, when that final whistle blew, knowing that we were about to lift that trophy. Man, I I was like, I was cheering, I was crying, I was, I was, yeah, flood of emotion. I would like to say, sorry, sorry. it it seems a little bit cocky and confident, but the moment our second goal went in, I didn't have a doubt that we were not going to win it. They're like. Obviously, anything can change in football, but as soon as that second goal happened, I just had this feeling that we were going to do the basic Western United thing, which we've done all season, and which we did in the end, and just shut up shop, and there was going to be no way they broke through. And uh, City had an amazing season, but from everyone who watched that game, there was just no... There was no. It wasn't even that their finishing was off. There was no final ball. They couldn't even get it into those positions to get in scoring positions. We just locked them down, and I just had that feeling. Once we went two 0 up, we weren't blowing that. Mm. We were confident. I mean, we in saw it in our game style. Sorry, you yeah. go, Joe. Yeah, we saw it in the Adelaide game. They couldn't. They couldn't break Adelaide down for the longest time, um, and Adelaide only lost because they completely ran out of legs. Um, and, and we're much better defensively than Adelaide. I mean, I saw it. I spoke to uh, – we'll get into it, but I spoke to John Aloisi at the family day the next day. I'm like, if I could see that two, three beers deep at home on the telly, I'm like, there is, there is a 100% chance you can see that City just don't have any creativity at the moment. And he's like, yeah, pretty much. Because I, I know for a fact he was at that game. And, yeah, we – if we were just resilient. All we needed to do was play our way and, and the game was ours, especially after that second goal. Definitely. And let, like, let's talk about some player highlights there. Leo Lacroix, amazing. Dylan Parias in that like slightly behind Priovic. Oh, that is that. I wish we had come up with that earlier, but it probably wouldn't have worked if we had implemented that strategy earlier. You know what I mean? So many good mm-hmm. tactical choices which shut down some tried and tested <clears throat> city attack. Like, and 
nullified McLaren. Yeah. Like, he did nothing. He did it, absolutely nothing. Put, put, put it this way. Um, McLaren, Jamie McLaren, I was reading up on these stats, for the whole game had nine touches. And I'm looking at that now. Bring it up now. That's Lukaku. Nine touches. Now, if no, well, if you look at um, if you look at Dylan Wenzel Halls, guess how many touches Dylan Wenzel Halls had? More than nine, nine touches. Oh. He had nine touches as well. But then you look at duels. Dylan Wenzel Halls participated in like twenty-four duels versus um, 16. sixteen duels. There you go. Um, versus McLaren, who was much much less than that. Um, so it just proved that when McLaren doesn't Six. have the ball at his feet, Six. yeah, when yeah. McLaren doesn't have the ball at his feet, he's not influencing the game. But if you look at Dylan Wenzel Halls, he's running, he's chasing, he's putting pressure on. Um, McLaren's great when he's on the ball, but he goes missing for large periods of the game. And when we can nullify him, when you can nullify him like we did, he's not going to be a problem. McLaren's but it shows Wenzel Halls. Sorry, he's willing to go yeah. both ways, whereas McLaren's just get me the ball so I can score. Yeah. Mm. I feel like Dylan Wenzel exactly. has better, better build-up play, better link-up play, whereas McLaren's more of a, if he has great service, he's, he's a better finisher. He's, he's the best finisher in the league and uh, probably in the Socceroos. It's just the game surrounding his finishing probably needs a bit more improvement. But I can without a doubt say he's probably the best striker of the ball uh, in Australia at the moment. Um, oh, but that's it, just defensively, um, he brings nothing. But in his lane, oh, yeah. though, Dylan Wenzel Hall is an out-and-out striker. He is someone who can play as a, on a wing. He can play, you know what I mean? He's got he's a, yeah, a, but he's got more he's variety. Not one, he's not one-dimensional. Dimensional. And what it shows is that Dylan Wenzel Hall had bought into Aloisi's philosophy of, you know, Defensive that defensive mindset of we are all defend together. We're all a cohesive unit. We're all doing this together. Mm. And, and, and see, the, the point I'm trying to make is um, J- Jamie McLaren, hands down, uh, is a better player at this stage than Dylan Wenzel Halls, and I think we'd all agree on that. However, when it came down to it, Dylan Wenzel Halls knew his spot in the in the team and played his part much better than Jamie McLaren as a unit. Uh, they f- they faltered, we succeeded. And uh, part of that unit, you know, because Jamie does well with the service. He was let down as well. They they were not giving him anything. So, like, as much as I've ripped on Jamie McLaren, they know the way he plays. They should be feeding him the balls, and they weren't. So, you know, it is what it is. But um, all over the pitch, we played brilliantly from Dylan Wenzel Halls all the way to Jamie Young, from Prio to Young. Uh, I reckon we could have had about four or five players win the Joe Marston medal, honestly. Oh, um, I'd probably honestly would have picked um, my one, two, three for the game was uh, Risden, Garuccio, then Previch. Um, I think Risden, like, hey, uh, I don't know if we're going to get into this or if it's, it's not on the run list, but no. Risden picked up a knock with, within the first 10 minutes. And ended up playing the whole game. You know, he's paused and he pretty much turned around and said, fuck that, I'm, you know, going, I'm falling on my sword here. Either my body fails, my body's going to fail, or my my mind will fail long after my body fails. And he pushed through and played one of the games of his career. So hats off to our captain leading by example in Josh Risen. I, I think very underrated performance. That's but then the you can even give shouts to Jamie Young because he gave amazing he, – he had amazing saves in that game too. Yeah, he did. Five solid but, saves. Yeah. Uh, look at um, even Connor Payne getting in there, making a dirty lead into the second goal. Uh, Garuccio with the assist on the first, you know, putting the ball in dangerous areas. Everyone getting back and defending, people pushing forward, playing balls across the park. Jerry Skatardis came on and – and played a brilliant game non-stop while he was on the on the field. Had he played the whole game, he would have been a case, you know, the way he played just for 30 minutes or so. Uh, unreal, unreal game we we played and we played the we played and we won the Western way. Exactly. Um any other comments on the game? Uh look, it, it was only a half of football, but one of the best nights of my life and the best Western game I've been to. 
I think we can all agree on that. I will, for sure. Okay. Now, here's another question that I think is very important to our club as it develops. Does winning the grand final legitimise Western United as a club to the greater football community? And does this line up to the statement of intent the club came out with? Leb, do you want to start? Yeah. Two thumbs up. I, okay, I don't know how much more I have to say about that because there's always going to be the doubters out there. Um, but it's not just our performances on the field this season. It's the greater sense of camaraderie within the club, the players, all the staff and the fans, but also what they're doing out in the West, which a lot of people don't see. The fact that they are branching out, they're giving those opportunity to those players from areas that probably would be overlooked by other clubs. I I thought from the get-go it was a great decision and not just because I am from the West, but I think this solidifies our place a little bit more and hopefully people from the outside will see that we are definitely worthy. And um, I, I think it really helps having people like... Um, I, I think the biggest, the biggest change and... Um, the reason we've won this is someone we haven't mentioned today, and that's John Aloisi. Uh, we would not have won the league without Aloisi. The players he's brought in, the mentality he brings to the club, um, he loves the underdog story. He loves the fight. Um, it was a manager that was never supposed to manage again in Australia. Was it without a job for three years? We threw him a lifeline, and he's given us the ultimate prize. So I know a lot of us were a bit iffy on Aloisi, especially not after especially. his last couple of stints. But um, well, I always said, look, it's disappointing. Yeah, well, not disappointing, but like, you know, he wouldn't be my number one pick. But obviously, the club knows something we don't, and he has had good managerial stints. I said, boys, let's give him six games, and then if we've lost all six again, then we can start booing him out. And sure enough, you know, he kept on winning and winning and winning, and took it all away. So four out of the first six. So I remember. I don't know. After we did. Sorry, it's probably surpassed this. This trophy has surpassed the what I thought would be the best John Aloisi moment in my life, which was making the the World Cup finals barely. But um, yeah, and I honestly never thought uh, we'd see John Aloisi lifting the A League trophy, let alone one for my club. But nonetheless, I'm very happy and proud. Kelsey, so I'll touch on that and I'll go back to your question. So with that, I remember, like you know, after we did the interview with him. Saying to you guys, and I've said a few times throughout the year that like he sounded like he was a really brilliant communicator. It was clear like he could convince a team to win, and that I was going to back him and see where it went. And he's paid it in absolute dividends. He absolutely, and I also liked after it when he was questioned about managerial spots, how he was honest and said, you know, if an opportunity the um for the Australian team comes up, he's not going to say no to it. You know, I like that he's honest about that. That he has ambitions to go further as well. You know, he, he, projects mean, not done at United, but you know, if the opportunity he, comes, he, really he won't say no. Well. You know, I mean, I, he's I, got I a year left on his contract. He might be waiting a little longer after Graham Arnold's masterclass, but well, let yeah. Robbie Slater. He does not deserve a lifetime contract. Okay, he just gets a contract at the end of the World Cup. Let's wait till that before you start doling out lifetime contracts, Robbie Slater. Oh, no, no, no. If we're going to talk about Aloisi moments, let's talk about. Um, the post-game press conference with him and Priyavich, and they ask him, yes. um, would you consider signing another tr- contract? And he's like, show me the money to Western United, which loved it. And then that's beautiful. That's amazing. Priyavich is like, oh, girl, I'm, I'm a silent guy. And um, then Lockie Wales and what's, whatnot come, like, charging him with yeah, beers, throwing shit. I love the vibe of our club. Not to mention Risden's speech where he's dropping F-bombs. Like, that is... It is... That's the West. It's pure passion. It's pure passion. That's what it is. Yeah. It's like Mitch Duke for the um, the Socceroos. I I like when someone speaks earnestly. Like, that speaks from the heart. It doesn't have to be perfectly enunciated or, like, correct terminology. It just needs to be, like, like an emotional connection. Yeah, real. And that's... Um, Yeah. Spoke to me right here in all those instances, especially Lucky Wales throwing beers and going off. Now, I'll go back to your original question. As for the, I'll answer the second part first. Statement of intent. 
yeah, I mean, we won the goddamn title. We've shown that we want to be here and that we're here to win. Right? As for the greater football community, I don't care what they think. The record books show, you know, on May 28, 2022, we were the goddamn champions. Whether they want us here or not, tough luck, we're here. Deal with it. Love it. And um, we're only getting bigger as well. Um, And this isn't just good for us. This is good for MacArthur. As well, you know, they're an expansion club. You know, not saying I want them to win a, a title, but, you know, hopefully they can pull some fans in from their local area now and think, well, maybe if Western United can do it in their third season, maybe we can do it in our third season, shit like that. Because it's only good having more fans getting down to these games. Um, you know, um, I, I hope more fans come to Western and Melbourne City games next year because both teams played brilliant seasons and, I definitely think that you know they deserve um, they deserve the praise they get, but stuff them we won. So, well, you're talking about yeah. something that the league needs, which is to prosper. And a lot of our like as a league, we like to take the piss and stuff, and it negates the whole thing. But let's keep it moving. Oh, I just uh, have one last question for you guys: a quick yes or no? Is there any sweeter way than winning the title than beating all three of your rivals on the way there? No. No. Nothing sweeter. No. Sorry, move on. I just wanted to ask that because we did beat all three of them. You little beauty. Yeah. Now, guys, the next thing we're going to talk about is the uh, family day that was held the day after. Now, myself and Kelsey did not attend. I know, Kelsey, you have obvious reasons. I was actually uh, a bit worse. There was a family day? Yeah, you... Didn't know the day existed. Look, uh, I'm just feeling I didn't get to touch the toilet seat trophy. Like, I would have loved to have done that, and I've completely missed the boat on it. Um, on Sunday, the 25th of, of uh, 29th of May, West United held a family day at Graysland in Spotswood with uh, players, staff, and photos available. Leb and Jay, what was it like, and how seedy were you guys and the players? <laughs> uh, I, I was actually uh, not too seedy. I rock up there pretty early at about... I drove in because I'm like, you know, the, the disappointment of the uh, of the Champions League final loss actually sobered me up a fair bit. But then um, the family day reinvigorated me. So I drove down to Graysland, got there at about quarter to 11 when it, before it opened up, jumped in there, saw Tomoki and Mike first thing, ran up and gave him a big hug. Uh, and I don't think he wanted to, but he reluctantly accepted the hug. <laughs> and then so, slowly enough, I saw all the players start to filter in, uh, had a, had great chats with Ben Garuccio. And, you know, the, the part I love about our players, like, oh, they're just walking in, yeah, and everyone's co-mingling. And um, I walk up to Benny and just go, oh, congratulations, mate. You know, good job. And then he kicks off, like, a 10-minute conversation, you know, with all these people around. Ben Garuccio is talking to me. And then Garuccio being a Liverpool fan is like, oh, boys, did you watch that final? And we're like, yeah, don't talk to us about it. And then we ended up talking about Liverpool for a couple of minutes, but, you know, everyone was willing to have a chat, a conversation. Leo Lacroix walking around like he are in the joint. Um, he does. And then, and, and then, you know, we had, um, we had our, um, a couple of, a couple of speeches, which Caleb just rocked up in time for uh, up the front. And uh, then, yeah, sort of all went off, enjoyed Graysland, mingled about, took photos with the trophies and um, just, in, enjoyed the experience and soaked it all up. Nice. Lebby? Yeah, it was just a big celebration. That's all it was. It was, you could see, you saw how, uh, look, the players were always people at the end of the day and you saw you saw their human side even throughout the season. But that day you saw them a lot more as people, the players, the coaches, everybody, and, and just how relaxed everybody was and how it was like, yeah, it's it's hard, it's it's really hard to describe really it was just everyone was just enjoying themselves having a good time enjoying the moment as best as they could without trying to think about it too much and not even thinking about it too much it was just it was just a big day of celebration coaches players staff fans alike and it was just something amazing to be a part of it was just it was a chef's kiss yeah What's nice about it is once you remove the barrier, you know, the, the literal physical barrier between pitch and crowd, um, you know, Ryan Scott came up, s- s- sought us out straight away and 
was having a chat with us. I mean, I don't think he knew where he was because he'd had a big night the night before. But <laughs> yeah, was, Nick and him know, had a great time together. Yeah, I did hear, <laughs> that about, good that. To hear. I did hear about that one. They, they um, yeah, Nick partied very hard with the boys that night, especially Ryan Scott. I heard about it, and I didn't even hear it from Nick. <laughs> I remember seeing uh, he, waking up. To- well, so I'll just quickly drop. Just by the way, he rocked up in the house at like ten thirty a.m. Still drunk. <laughs> That's what you want after a grand final win. So Nick, unofficial fifth member of the podcast. Um, I got a photo from him the, that that morning. Six, dude. What? What? Whatever. There's, the number of people do, doesn't matter. We're we're a collective here. Um, uh, I got a photo from him with the 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 trophy around his neck at like seven in the morning. Yeah. So <laughs> Dylan Wenzel Hall's girlfriend put that on him. <laughs> it's a pretty. He's having a good time. But that's the thing. That's one of those experiences you don't get from other clubs is just how available and how like the personal connections you can have with players and people. It just it just differentiates the West United from other clubs, and it's something I really appreciate personally. I know we all do here. But, but they're real also people. worth mentioning, yeah, we, we glamorize them, and you know the word hero is thrown around a lot. And um, you talk to these guys, and they don't talk like they're heroes. They just, you know, if I could put it uh, in two words, the boys. It's just, you know, hanging with the boys. Um, they're just a bunch of normal guys that have done something extraordinary um, on the on the football on the football field. I, I mean, of course, you've got personalities in there like Diamante and Ryan Scott, but, um, you know, Diamante's no normal bloke. I think he's the one exception to that. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's just, you know, couldn't find a nicer bunch of blokes, honestly. That all of them wanted to chat. All of them were keen on it. Um, even you know the play, international players like Leo and um, Dimmer had a chat with Dimmer as well. Like even with the, the egos involved, they've still got time for the fans and time for each other. So yeah, it was it was really cool to see. Nice. Um, anything else on that, guys? What no, but I can. Whether or not we win, um, whether or not we win a, a final or a grand final again next year, uh, get down to the get down to. Hopefully, we do it at Graysland again. Get down to family day. It was really fun. Hmm. It was. I honestly, um, oh, yeah, really, really, um, really, really rated it. I think it was um, rather, a great thing for the club rather, to put on. Rather than just being a part of the club on match day, get down to the other sorts of events, whether it be family day, training, that sort of thing. Mm. And um, I I can't because I'm away for work at the moment, but if you can, the NPL season's still going. Would recommend getting down there. Yeah. I'm just being silly with uh, things right now, guys. Uh, Sorry about that. (laughs) Uh, But no, there's so much happening with the club at the moment. Our our W League team's going to start. Support Colton United. Um, the MPL season is going strong. Check that out. Um, do you guys want to move on to the Gala Awards? Yep. Mm-hmm. Of course we do. On Wednesday, June 1st, West United held its Gala with a number of the team in attendance and we're looking quite dapper. I'm looking at you, Jay. It was, it was like an episode of Peaky Blinders. Uh, <laughs> Caleb, I do believe you managed to even give an award like on the night, an award out. What was that like? Oh, well, first of all, I'll say I was sweating bullets having to do it, but it was great on that. It was, it was, it was an amazing honour. Uh, I gave out goal of the season, which obviously only would have gone to one man, which was Ben Garuccio, who ended up winning player of the season as well, which uh, honestly, probably to everybody was a bit of a surprise, but it wasn't unwarranted and undeserved. He definitely deserved it. Um, but... It, it was just amazing being able to be a part of it all, not just myself, but having um, everybody else, the club, a bunch of different fans, sponsors, a bunch of the service crew as well. It was just an amazing night altogether. It was uh, obviously not just the grand final night, but the day, the next day, the gala. It's it's a week. It was It was one of the best weeks of my life and a week that I'll never forget. Yeah, I, I would definitely um, last. Well, obviously, they do the gala every year. 
Uh, this one was my first one, and I'm not going to miss another one, I don't think, if I can uh, afford it. Like, uh, it was just a great night. You, once again, mingling with the players. Um, another pe- another few people we forgot to mention, um, Jason, Chris, um, Pelvanus, and Jason Saras, um, you know, always keen for a chat. Jason, another one of those blokes where you go up and say hi, and he, and he starts talking to you for, for five minutes. Um, even when there's a, a line of people walking up to congratulate him and talk to him. Um, yeah, and ended up um, having a fun night, having a boogie and um, just enjoying ourselves. It's probably my fa- my most uh, entertaining Wednesday evening of the year, I'd say. That's a big, that's a big tall order because Kenobi's out this year, so I, I respect that. Um, uh, Kenobi's mid. Not gonna lie, oh, and this is coming from a Ewan a Ewan McGregor fan. I love Ewan McGregor, so does Caleb. Um, but it is it's oh. not a great series. I'm I'm sorry, Obi Wan rocks, Ewan mid. McGregor rocks, but that it's, it's not mid, mid. Bro, it's, it's mid. Liverpool's Honestly, mid. I don't even know what you're talking <laughs> about. All the better. Um, but no, uh, it, like, so let's mind. run through the awards, but I want to get to a first-hand perspective of it because it seemed like an amazing night. Um, I'm glad I didn't go because I was on the Friday uh, test positive for COVID. So I'm glad I didn't go and infect everyone and destroy everything. Uh, and I didn't pass the concussion test, so I couldn't come. Yeah, your wife wouldn't let you out. Oh, no. Let's all be honest. Well, well, on, on the did Saturday, on the, night. The, the Tuesday uh, night? No, no. Um, shout out to John Ambulance. You guys are doing a great job. Yeah, St. John uh, were amazing. Uh, so let's go on to the awards. Uh, ben Garuccio, as you mentioned, was the winner of the night, claiming the coveted uh, Player of the Season medal and the Emerald Goal Award um, for the Fan Goal of the Season, which the Scorpion kick was fucking amazing. If he doesn't get to the Puskas for that, I'm fucking... I'm going to... I'm not going to really do anything, but I'll be upset <laughs> internally. Uh, Jerry Skidatis won... Yeah, set a petition or something. But um, Jerry Skatardis won the Young Player of the Season award, which he really had a ripper, making himself, um, yeah, making himself taking that midfield um, role, like taking it on, doing a really good job with it. It's really sad to see that he's left the club. If he doesn't land at Wanderers, mm-hmm. I will be very surprised because he was oh, um, wherever he goes. Boy. Wherever he goes, I hope he gets a start because, um, mm. man, he really earned it this year. After we ripped on, you know, we ripped on him, um, and then for the whole season, like pretty much from a th- about a third of the way through the season onwards, we've just been singing his praises about how much he's improved. And I still will say he's our most improved player of of that season. So, um, congratulations, Jerry. Sad to see you go. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, genuine about that. Now, Jamie Young was recognised by the fans for his remarkable season in goal as he won Forever West Awards Player of the Season Award, which is quite ironic because we also gave him our votes for our Player of the Season Award because uh, he had a tremendous season. Now, there were many of us who were sceptical and also wanted Ryan Scott in goal. I think we all value Ryan Scott. And I think I took a very counter position to the Ryan Scott situation because I felt I like Jamie Young was a coup to get, to be honest. And I think Ryan Scott's our future in goals. And I hope he is. That's where I want it to be. But Jamie Young did such a bang up job. And one of my favorite minutes after the grand final was him and Ryan, Jamie Young and Ryan Scott embracing and having a hug. Like that was just, you know, those beautiful sportsmanship moments, people in constant competition for the same role, being like, we did this. Yeah, that for me was- another great thing to, to to see as well. Sorry, sorry to um to no. interrupt there, but um as well as you almost have like a father, a son, father, grandfather uh, thing going with our goalkeepers and the coach because you also had um we've got Theo who was the keeper when Jamie Young was backup keeper at Raw. So now Theo's like sort of the granddad of the two, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, hopefully, you know, if Theo moves on, we can move up uh, Jamie Young into our uh, goal. Go. And um, 
Ryan Scott can move up the ladder, but uh, yeah, it it, it was um, yeah, all three of them um, really pushed pushed themselves hard this season. Obviously, Ryan Scott's right there in case Jamie Young screwed up, uh, which is why Jamie Young rarely, if ever, screwed up at all. Um, so uh, you got to give your hats off to Ryan Scott as well. He, uh, Jamie Young legitimately had like two bad games. Maybe yeah, I think he had about five bad moments as well. Like yeah. in a season when you're making, you know <laughs> seventy plus saves, and you haven't, you know, I think he, I think he was at fault for maybe two or two or three goals. And when you're the goalkeeper, you know, and being, you know, that you're going to make mistakes. So to only concede a couple of goals that were probably his fault, it's like still an unreal season. On that note of Ryan Scott, he won the Food Bank Victoria Club Person of the Season Award for the third season in a row. I genuinely believe this Food Bank thing, they just give him the thing every year. They're like, yo, Ryan Scott it. Um, but great but to he's, see. He's such a big personality around the oh. club, and I think I think he contributes so much to, uh, to the, the positive vibes around 100%. the club as well. So he's definitely a worthy winner. I may have sent jo- seemed like joking there, but I genuinely and if you guys have read our player season of the uh, the our season review, which we'll be doing next week and out next week. Um, he's so integral to the the fabric of our ecosystem in, from a, a culture perspective. He's it's a, a he's such a fun dude. He's out with the mo- megaphone. He's in with the crew. He's he's just a, a all around good dude. Like I just hope he mm. like. Post football, they give him like the community engagement job or something. If that's something he's interested with, someone to just be involved with football and you know what I mean, keep engaging with fans because he's really good with that. Besides being an amazing keeper, um, probably a bit biased, but he's probably the best bloke in football that there is. Just player wise, maybe not. When it comes down to personality wise, he's the best bloke in football. Hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. A person, yeah. like a, a community manager or something, because I think he'd really foster a good environment for Western United going forward. Post his, this is post his playing career, like twelve years down the line, um, when we're all old and grey, or well, I'll be greyer. But yeah. Um, what, what what's what's really impressive for that as well is um, he's in a club where there are a lot of just genuinely great people. Even uh, Neil Neil Kilkenny, if you we it's we had a chat with Neil, and uh, man, he looked like he was almost about to cry. He was so happy just because he had his family there. He'd won that he won the league. Um, you know whether he stays or not next season, probably not. You know I think he wants to spend time with his family. Um, good luck to him. I think he deserves the rest, and he deserves time with his family. And but if he wants to stay on, dang, I'll take that. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Mm-hmm. You know, and and he might not be as uh, happy go lucky and as a, uh, a like as uh, positive and as much of a G up uh, like Ryan Scott, but it's like he's almost the sort of from what I've seen. You know, it seems like to some of the younger boys, he's almost like that father figure. He's the experienced old head in the midfield. He's seen it all, um, and a lot of people look to him for direction, and he provided that direction this season. So as as, as much as you got, you know. Uh, Ryan Scott, you've got Ryan Scott on one side and um, and, uh, and Killer on the other, and they just provide the balance to the team, you know, uh, without being too stern, without being too lenient, and they just it's it's perfect. That's what you need in a club. One hundred percent agree. Now the final award went to uh, to Prijevic and was recognised for his lethal season in front of goal with the Golden Boot Award. Um, yeah, he was a slow burner, but man, he's a big game player. Like, he's like, it's game time, let's do this. He'll coast till um, the end and then just kick him in. Just quickly, um, mm. I, I was listening to Jamie Young gave an interview on the A-Leagues podcast, which I was listening to, and apparently there was a conversation that took place between Prio and um, Aloisi, and Aloisi, towards the end of the season, uh, addressed Prio's lack of scoring form and turned around to Prio pretty much and said, just save it for the finals, man. They only care about the finals in um, <laughs> in Australia. That's what it's all about. And Prio was just like, well, okay. And then, bang, scores in every one of our games, uh, bar one, you know, in, in every tie. I one we won. Say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just had an <coughs> – excuse me. 
that unreal finish to the season. Um, he unfortunately he was he wasn't there because he he'd already booked uh, a holiday to go back and see his family uh, over in Europe. But he did give possibly one of the funniest, um, send one of the funniest like um, acceptance videos he, he took in his hotel room. And I'm not even kidding. Uh, for those who have, have video, uh, they'll enjoy this. But was about this close to the, his phone and just saying. Literally reading off his email, going "Thank you for the reward." Regards, Alexander. <laughs> and it was like, as 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 like funny and scripted, and like obviously was reading off the screen. That honestly, like, embodied him because he was just he read it like a robot because he was a goal scoring. He's literally a goal scoring machine designed by aliens to win us a league title. So. It was like when I was watching it, I I remember turning around. I think it was Jenny on um who was sitting on the table with me. Jenny Woolen shout out, and was just like thinking like, oh man, he, he's that that is that video is hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, unfortunately, it would have been cool if he could have been there. But you know, you got to go see your family. Um, you got to go catch up, and hopefully he does come back. I know he's linked with other clubs, but hopefully we can get another season out of him. He's such a fun character. Um, but, yeah, any final comments on the gala or plays in this instance? 100% go if you can. Sorry, what, Leb? Sorry, Lebby. I missed that. The gala after party was pretty fun too. So shout out to everyone who put that on. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. You're a bit Red of a mover and shaker. Um, yeah, red card to me not being able to take a day off, unfortunately, because I had the flu two weeks prior. That's my red card of the season. <laughs> oh, great. Um, any final comments for this episode of the podcast, gents? Yeah. Um, I don't know if we're still doing – I actually have two red cards, or one of them is actually um, – that was the first one. Um, Christian Volpato has got to be the second – um, red card, a massive fuck you, buddy. We're in the World Cup and you're not. Uh, enjoy the under-19s, nice mate. Dude. You're never going to... Nah, enjoy the under-19s, mate. You're never going to make the big time. Uh, you would never... You couldn't even make it to Sydney FC and look at what they're doing at the moment. You suck. Uh, Italy, you're never making another World Cup again. Socceroos have a 0.08% chance to win this World Cup, and that is, no, 0.01% chance to win the World Cup. That is all we need, and it's still 0.01% more of a chance than Italy have. Fuck you, buddy. That's my red card. I've got that two. escalated. Honestly, that escalated. honestly, sorry, I don't really, I don't really care. It's just fun to see people ripping on him after saying, after, after he was giving it to us for um, losing to Japan, it's fun to, to see how the, the tables have turned. I've got two. One is for Liverpool for not making our night even better. Because if Liverpool won the Champions League final, my weekend would have been perfect. Now my now my weekend was only ninety nine point eight percent perfect. <laughs> uh, the second the second red card is to her because she's getting up. And the third and the third red card is actually that the season's over. What an amazing season. I wish it was still going. Even though we won, and if it was still going, maybe we wouldn't have won. But it was that sort of A-League season, and I know there's been a lot of people who have been praising it, and there's probably been equally as many ripping on it. But it was the kind of season, the kind of entertaining season that you didn't really want to see end. And let's just hope we have the same quality in the next season of the A-League. Yeah, I, I look, I'm kind of glad to see the season's over. Yeah, it's been long. Sorry, just just quickly, it, it was it was a rough, uh, especially playing six home games in a row at the start of the season. It it felt like rough, um, and I'm so happy that next year we're going to be getting a normal fixture and not having to be like, oh, where the hell are we going to be next week? You know, um, so as much as I want, the, the, I'm glad this season's over just because we can get back to normality as well, um, and we won the league. So I'm glad that that happened. All right. Sorry, Kelsey. No, all good. My one red card was to that snowball cosplayer 
Don't know why you're trying to bring down what should have been West United, to, you know, crowding moment. Don't know why you're trying to bring about something else. It was about the green and black winning the goddamn title, you Stoneball cosplayer. The callback. I love the callback. 316. I think. <laughs> uh, I would like Any to cards you contrast. No, I'm actually in a really good mood today. I've just beaten COVID and my lungs are getting back to normal. This is the 21-22 season trophy. This is soon going to say Tipping Com champion Chris, a.k.a. Methodical Flamethrower. He's getting this delivered to his door and a signed Josh Risden jersey. Hell yeah. Shout out, Chris. Thanks for participating. Um, yeah, I have nothing else to say. This has been a fun pod. Next week, we're going to do our season review, which I'm three beers deep. <laughs> have another have another yeah it's a week night mm. i'm getting old but um yeah thanks everyone for listening this season thus far um don't forget to like subscribe review and all that jazz um we're the yeah. fucking champs ole ole so ole. i just like and, to uh, share something. um my final comment for the day is a league licenses like championships aren't for everybody all west aren't we oh Oh, West, aren't we? Oh, West, aren't we? Oh, West, aren't we?